This podcast is a 98 Studios production. Hey, it's Christy. Welcome back to Do The Work. Today and every day, we will talk about things that really matter. You, your thoughts, your feelings, and your experiences. Relationships are what matter most, and they can be complicated. If you'd like a better connection with yourself, with others, and with God, you are in the right place. So glad you're here. Welcome back to Do the Work and Happy Day of Love. Wait, don't turn it off. I've got you today. But first, a little business. We had a fun giveaway on my social media account. We gave away a sweatshirt that said Humans With because Mary Scoresby taught us that. Thank you to everyone that entered that giveaway and congratulations to Lauren Evans for winning the sweatshirt. If you don't follow me on Instagram or Facebook, you can find me at Do the Work Podcast where you'll get extra information there. Here's the truth. I love you. I'm grateful that you listen. When Zach came to me from 98 Studio and said, what are your hopes and dreams for this podcast? I said, to help other people. He said, yeah, but what are you hoping will come of it? And I said, just to help other people and to create a space where my clients could have something to help them work through, um, continue to work when they weren't in session. Well, it's been about 10 months of weekly podcasts, and I have a different hope. I want as many people as possible to listen to these tools and learn from the incredible guests that join me on the podcast every week. Every individual, every human can benefit from learning emotional tools. And my desire is to share that with as many people as I can. So will you share? Will you rate? Will you review? It benefits our podcast. And you can just know it's a gift to me. Thank you so much. I was talking with someone the other day and she said her husband had sent her the podcast because it was the anniversary, um, the four-month anniversary of the loss of one of their nephews. And he had listened to the podcast where I'd spoken with Skip Brooks and he had shared the story of losing his family. And I had shared the story of losing my father. And she said, it was just, she said, I feel like I've been talking to you today because already, because I was listening to your podcast. That's my greatest desire is that when someone has life experiences, that there's there's access to tools that help you say, you're not alone. I've been there. I've, I've, I understand where you're going, even if it's just from my experience or where you've been. And that, that brought lots of joy to me. So thank you for sharing. Thank you for rating and reviewing. It's Valentine's Day, a holiday that's been around for centuries. It's one of the oldest holidays that we celebrate and used to be right after Christmas in popularity. It's been around for a long time. Today, elementary school children are taking in their individual Valentines with a little candy heart in it for their friends at school. Teenagers are desperately hoping that someone will send them a Valentine, all while telling their friends that they don't even care about it, and that's such a stupid thing that they do at the school. And young adults are more willing to say, yeah, I want a Valentine, but I don't want to make the first move, and I'm not sure how to get to that space. And then 30-somethings and up are very much aware that Valentine's is a day that can be so full of so many different emotions. This is the day of love. Or as I heard it explained once, the day of remembrance that you're alone. 
That made me laugh because as a woman who was married for 33 years and is now single, I've come to understand that most holidays give you the gift of that clarity. For so many individuals, this holiday feels painful. However, I love love. I love love stories, love songs, and anything else that depicts love. When I see an elderly couple walking down the street holding hands, I interpret that as love, and it melts my heart. I remember one day someone asking me, what is your definition or visual of love? It felt like a stupid question. I'd seen Hallmark movies. Love looks a lot like the best-looking girl in town who has just moved back home because she just can't take the pressure of her highly demanding job in the city when she runs into a man who just moved into town looking a lot like Tim McGraw without Faith Hill, and he happens to be shopping in the same aisle at the hardware store. Because, of course, they're going to spend the rest of the movie working on their odds and end jobs at home and walking through Christmas boutiques with someone in the kitchen cooking something when they get home and willing to talk about the musings of their day. Usually on perfectly sunny days or and often when the sun is setting, these conversations happen. Am I wrong? Isn't this your real life experiences? Or maybe better said, is this visual similar to your belief about love? Well, I hate to burst your Valentine's bubble. Fresh flowers, late night chats, and a box of seized chocolates. Well, actually, seized chocolates is love. But these generous acts are gestures of love. They're not love, nor do they necessarily convey love. Love is anything but what a Hallmark movie represents. I'm not suggesting that attraction and gifts and meeting people in aisles at stores are not important parts of relationships. But love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not easily angered. Love is conscious. It always protects. Now, these attributes during a sunset is straight up five stars. What love is not, love does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It's not scary or chaotic or unpredictable. Love does not consciously hurt others. It's not self-seeking or one-sided. Love does not hold on to resentments. Love is not a tight space. Love does not demand. It does not manipulate. It is not punishing. Love does not control. Love does not tolerate abuse or behavior that is destructive to you or your relationship. Love is not no conflict. Love is a choice. We don't fall in or out of love. We choose love We choose, or we choose not to love. I know this sounds simplistic. It's taken a lot of time and study for me to understand it. In fact, I saw a book by Lindsay Robbins called Love is a Choice, and I just felt bugged by the title, which told me that I was probably a victim. Remember, I had my Hallmark movie visual for what love is. And saying that love is a choice doesn't leave a lot of space for my visual of love. We will never have perfect relationships. That's not possible to have, but to have deeply connected, but we can have deeply connected intimate relationships. Intimacy. Into me, you see. We let someone see us, all of us. C.S. Lewis said it best, to love it all is to be vulnerable. 
Love anything, and your heart will be wrung and possibly broken. If you want to make sure of keeping it intact, you must give it to no one, not even an animal. Wrap it carefully round with hobbies and little luxuries. Avoid all entanglements. Lock it up safe in the casket or coffin of your selfishness. But in that casket, safe, dark, motionless, airless, it will change. It will not be broken. It will become unbreakable, impenetrable, irredeemable. To love is to be vulnerable. I believe that the greatest hindrance to having deeply loving relationships is our unwillingness to let someone see us or to choose to see another person. Relationships are all about connection. And sometimes when we're not aware of our subconscious thoughts or past pain, we confuse love with power. We want power instead of connection. Connection is vulnerable. Power is protective. Wanting power would look like, I want to make my husband or wife happy. Power would look like going silent when you're hurt or feeling afraid. Power is building walls around your heart, but suggesting that they're boundaries. Empowered or connection would sound like, I can't make my husband or wife happy. I'll choose to see their needs and communicate my own. And I'll live a life capable of connection and of joy. I'll be generous, open, and connected. Empowered or connection is not going silent. It's choosing to share why you're hurting or what you're afraid of. Empowered or connection is never control. So let's back this up. If Valentine's Day is about love, and love is a choice, and also love is about connection, then this day can be a day to celebrate for so many reasons, no matter your current relationship status. Several years ago, I had something really painful happen to me on Valentine's Day, and I remember thinking, well, there goes that day forever. I was mad and hurt and connected Valentine's Day with the pain. However, as the year went on and my heart began to heal and I didn't want to be a victim to this holiday. So instead of fearing this day or acting like a victim to the day, I decided that I was going to make this day about showing love to those I love. So I began making chocolate-covered strawberries on that day. And for several years, I delivered them to friends and family that meant so much to me. It changed the day for me and helped me see again that love really is a choice. And I am not a victim to my circumstances. So if love is a choice, I have some suggestions of what to choose when it comes to loving someone. Choose generosity. Generosity is the opposite of wall building. It's open. We're open. We're open to hearing and seeing the other person. We recognize that humans, our spouses, friends, children, they make mistakes and that those mistakes aren't personal. Generosity is willing to forgive. It's leaning in with our whole hearts. I had an experience. I went on a trip with my uh, former husband, and he wanted to go 
diving with sharks. And I don't like sharks. And I may have shared some of this already, but I don't like sharks. And I didn't want to be in the water with them, but I didn't want to give in because of fear. So I checked to see if it was safe. It was safe. And I went, um, we went out on the boat. Well, as soon as we kind of got out a ways, they threw out this thing of chum to attract the sharks. And they were telling us what would happen after, um, as you know, as we waited for the sharks. They said, when we see the sharks coming, we'll get in and we'll see, we'll look how, like, how are they feeling? And I like my arm shot up and I said, how would you know how a shark is feeling? And they said, oh, you can tell. When they're irritated, agitated, hungry, their fins are more closed and their dorsal fin is not as straight. And they said when they're content and happy, they're open and they glide and swim through the water in in more of a freestyle. And of course, I love that. I didn't love the shark bite out of one of their wetsuits. <laughs> I did love that part, but I loved the visual because humans are the same. When we're open and willing to connect with other people, others can see it. They can feel it. Generosity loves someone for who they are, not for who we want them to be. Choose honesty. You can choose a lot of ways to show up in your relationships, but if you don't choose honesty, you will never have a deeply connected relationship. Secrets keep us sick. And we can see when other people are sick. When there is no trust, there is no safety. And where there is no safety, you cannot build a relationship. Being honest means you share information without needing to be asked. My general rule of thumb in my relationships is that if I think to myself, oh, I don't want them to know that, and not because they just don't need to know something about me, but because I don't want them to know it. My my rule of thumb in my own life is that if I think that to myself, then I will tell them. Hiding creates distrust. Distrust. Honesty does not try to control. Honesty is open. Choose to get curious. My former brother-in-law, Jeff, sent me a book suggestion late last year that I believe is one of the most insightful books about marriage and how to stay married that is on the market. I'll admit I was skeptical at first. This was a book about marriage and how marriages end, coming from my former husband's brother shortly after my divorce. All he said was, this book was has greatly affected me, and I think you'll really appreciate it too. And I did. Greatly. I cannot recommend this book more highly for its material on the reality on the reality of what it looks like to see and hear your and care about your spouse in a way that develops deep love and trust in your relationship. The book is called This Is How Your Marriage Ends by Matthew Frey. However, I recommend it with a huge caution. I don't appreciate foul language, especially vulgar language. And Mr. Frey uses foul language in this book. So beware of that. And don't blame me if you start swearing. I chose to read this whole book because I have never heard someone so succinctly describe so well the little intricacies that erode trust or, or, and also the choices that build trust in relationships. 
he is honest and vulnerable vulnerable about his own experience. And I greatly appreciated his thoughts on the topic. He said this, if any of us want to succeed in dating, marriage, parenting, or friendship, we need to replace this habit of judgment with something else. Curiosity, empathy, encouragement. A huge part of getting curious is a willingness to see where you might be showing up in ways that are hurtful, not helpful to your relationship. Are you okay to be wrong? Do you feel like if you do something wrong in your relationship that you're bad? So instead of hearing how your choice affected the person that you love, you spend all your time defending your choices? Does any suggestion that you've done something wrong cause you to want to defend? This comes at a great cost, including the cost of deep pain that your partner feels because you aren't willing to say, I'm sorry, I've done something that hurts you. Tell me more. Do you want to be right or do you want to be connectable? Again, from Matthew Frey, it occurred to me later that I didn't have to understand why my wife cared about the things that she did though I think digging for that why is always a worthwhile exercise. The only thing I needed to understand was that my wife did care. I needed to understand what was important to her and what was not important to her and then demonstrate respect for things on her important list to me. So choose generosity. Choose to not tell stories. One of the fastest ways out of a trusted, loving relationship is to put meaning to our experiences instead of just sitting in the experience and feeling whatever emotion comes from that experience. This is what that might look like. My wife always forgets my birthday, and that means she doesn't care about me. And that means is usually where you're going, where you're going to be off. The truth is, my wife doesn't remember my birthday, and that hurts period. Now you can have an honest discussion about that with your wife. Because if you begin a conversation of, why don't you care about me? Her brain is going to immediately go to every single thing she's ever done to show you that she cares about you. And how dare you not notice all of those things? But if you just go in with the facts, hey, you forgot my birthday. That hurts. You can have a conversation about that. Hopefully, she's someone who can say, I'm so sorry. I did forget your birthday. Birthdays weren't a big deal in my house. I don't even think of them. And you might say back, they're a big deal to me. And then you can work moving forward because you didn't bring in any stories that you made up or meaning that you created. It's a big one. It's a really big one. Let go of the stories. So just ask yourself, as you're listening to this, stop and ask yourself, do I put meaning to my experiences? Choose to communicate. Again, from Matthew Frey. Many, he says, maybe even most relationships that deteriorate do so in part because we avoid discussing private, vulnerable thoughts and feelings for fear of judgment or rejection. This fearful reluctance to share ourselves honestly results in our partners believing things about us that aren't true. It's difficult to have trust when one or both of us don't know the truth. And without trust, everything falls apart. Not sometimes. Always. 
I um, know of a couple who the the husband had been diagnosed with cancer, and it was a shock. He's young, and it was it came out of nowhere, and it was very uncomfortable. They had a young family, and he came to his wife and said, "I want to buy a boat," and she's like, "We're not buying a boat." And here's all the reasons why. It wasn't that they couldn't afford it. It was that we have young kids and she had other reasons why she didn't want him to buy a boat. And later that day, he bought a boat. And years later, in having this conversation with them, she was sharing with me how painful that was, that she had said, I don't want a boat. Please don't buy a boat. And he bought a boat. And he was sitting in the same conversation and he said, I said, you bought a boat? And he said, yeah, I I bought a boat. He said, I'd just been diagnosed with cancer. Lake Powell is my place where I feel so much peace and with my family. And I didn't know what the future held. And I wanted to spend time with my family. And she, and I said, did you tell her that? And he said, no. And she turned to him and said, why didn't you tell me that? We're talking years in between the boat buying and this conversation. The compassion that she showed for him when she understood why the boat was important. Now, I'm not suggesting that if you tell your wife why you want the boat, she's going to be all good about the boat. But that was a lot of years of her believing he doesn't care about me. And him believing, I just got to do what I got to do, which drives wedges in our relationships. I thought that was a beautiful example of that. Oscar Wilde said, ultimately, the bond of all companionship, be it marriage or friendship, is conversation. If we'll learn how to communicate, we can... We can have such a different experience, no matter the relationship that we're talking about. This is really applicable in dating as well. Instead of trying to control what the other person's thinking of you, communicate what you think of them, what feels important to you. Get curious, ask questions. And don't ever forget, I love Wendy Ulrich. She's really insightful in a lot of her thoughts on relationships. And she said, every relationship needs both distance and connection. Just remember that space inside of our relationships is okay as long as it's communicated. Hey, this is I'm this is what I'm I need to do for a minute, but I'll be back. I want to talk about this. Here's the reality. Someone said this the other day. I thought that is so true. There are a lot of love stories that never turn into life stories. That's tragic to me because if we love someone enough to be in a relationship with them, and especially inside of marriage, and we're not willing to do the things that will help us stay connected to those that we love so much, then we lose so much in our life. So are you, cre- are you living a love story or are you creating a life story? A few more thoughts from Matthew Frey that I just think are so applicable in every relationship. He said, my obliviousness to the ways in which things I said and did hurt others, namely my wife, is the condition most responsible for the implosion of my personal life. 
How can we expect marriages to last when it appears as if romantic partners aren't even aware of these conditions and behaviors that will eventually end their relationships? Matthew Frey finally says, Every day, every conversation, every moment is an opportunity to move closer to one another or further apart. You get to choose. And on this Valentine's Day, if you're alone, I want you to ask yourself, what is your relationship like with yourself? Do you choose to be honest? Do you choose to stay curious? Do you choose to communicate your needs or your desires or your joys? Do you, do you choose to not tell stories? Our, the joy in our life will be directly correlated to the choices that we make, not the circumstances of our life. I hope you have a beautiful Valentine's Day. I hope you know that you're loved by me and by God, even if you don't have someone else close to you at this moment. You'll have many choices in your day and in your week. I hope you'll choose to do the work. If you'd like to be a guest on the podcast, share a written experience, or ask me a question, go to coachchristy.life and fill out the podcast questionnaire, and we'll be in touch with you soon. There are no dumb questions or experiences, just opportunities to learn and do the work. Have a great week.